So today I want to talk about overcoming unforgiveness. Overcoming unforgiveness. See, forgiving someone can be very, very difficult. Especially, especially when you've been wronged. If you've been wronged, you know the feeling of being on the other side and saying, whatever, whatever, you know. And we fight that natural, that natural feeling, that sinful nature. But God's saying, I need to do something in your life. God is saying, I want to do something in your life so you can have freedom here and you can have freedom somewhere else and wherever you go. God is all about forgiveness and mercy. Did you know in Daniel 9.9, the Lord, it says that the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving even though we have rebelled against him. I share that verse because when I was preparing this message, I found that one in Daniel 9.9 and I realized the nature of God, the character of God, even when Jesse rebels and misses it, is still a merciful and forgiving God. I don't think everybody heard that. When you fail and when you miss the mark, God is still a merciful and forgiving God. And the moment you say, God, put that in me, I want you, he extends forgiveness and he extends mercy because that's who his character, that's who his nature is. For instance, when with my children, when they have conflicts, when, when brother and sister fight and they run and they tell on each other, it is one thing as a dad to neglect it and say, you'll be fine, you can figure it out. But it's another thing when I get to teach my daughter to forgive her brother for doing that. And out of her mouth, she says, I forgive you. I forgive you. Because I remember at age three, four years old, it was tough for those words to come out. It was like the head down, angry. I forgive you. Now she's waiting for opportunities to forgive her brother. I forgive you. And he's ah. I just said sorry. <laughs> it's grown on her, and God wants it to grow on us as well, too. You know, we hear these teachings about forgiveness and mercy of God, and we read it, and we were taught all about it. But let me tell you something. God wants it to ooze out of you. You know, I share this all the time. Did you know the best example, the best example and model of demonstration of forgiveness was Jesus Christ in the Bible? When he actually physically walked this earth, he demonstrates it everywhere because he understands that people need to grow in his characteristic. People need to, need to have a caring attitude so they can rescue people just like he did. You'll, you, when you grow in this, you'll want to reach the, the poor in heart. You would want to reach the needy. You would want to reach those that are conflicted by issues. You would want to reach the lost. Because of the nature of God in you. But it starts with the experience of Jesus. It starts with even just seeing the demonstration of Jesus. When you go to the Bible in the book of John chapter 8, starting in verse 1. Okay, starting in verse 1. You'll see this whole passage. I'm going to quickly set it up. You have, you have the people that Jesus is reaching out to. Those that never heard the good news. They don't, they, they're seeing Jesus for the first time. They're saying, man, he's teaching with such authority in his life. What is this teaching? And they're following him. The Bible says crowds follow him. Like Jesus purposely has to slip away secretly to have alone time with God because there are so many people that just are, are, are catching what Jesus is giving. And I believe it's because he's demonstrating something. He's not just speaking, but he's living things out. 
He's living the same world. He's looking at the same issues, but he's living it out. And people are seeing that. I want that. And they understand they need Jesus. But then you have the other people who, are, who know the scriptures, who know the law of Moses, and they're called the Sadducees and the Pharisees. They're called the religious law, the religious leaders of the law. They, they, and they, they follow Jesus too, but, but not like these other people. They follow Jesus to find ways to trap him. They, fo- they follow him because they want to see where he could slip up, and they can say, aha, I knew it, and get rid of him. They get so extreme in following him, they try to find ways, they plot ways to kill him off. And how many of y'all know you can't do that with Jesus? <laughs> Jesus doesn't work that way. God Almighty does not work that way. But you see, you see this thing. Jesus demonstrates and he models on earth about, about this uh, living, this life of forgiveness. And there's a story in the Bible that popped out to me that I'm going to read. And we're going to see how Jesus demonstrates forgiveness. Starting in verse 1, it says, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives. But early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. Now check this out. We just talked about it. A crowd soon gathered. People are like, Jesus is around. Here we go. And he sat down and taught them. Verse 3, as he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. I'm going to say that again. She was caught in the act of adultery. She wasn't just known as an adulteress or they were accusing her of doing it. They caught her in the act. They caught her in the act of sin. Okay, now moving on. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. Now here's where they try to set the trap up. What do you say? What do you say, Jesus? I mean, I can see the smirks on their mouth thinking, aha, we got him. But check Jesus. Look how smooth this guy is. I love it. we got a smooth Savior, by the way. I'm just saying that right now. Verse 6, they were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down, wrote in the dust with his finger, then kept demand, they kept demanding an answer. And he stood up again and said, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. <laughs> let the one who's got no garbage in their life, who has a blameless, sinless, like, go ahead, throw the first stone, Jesus says. Let's see what happens. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. Verse 9, when the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I. Neither do I. Let that sit in your heart for a second. The only man in that whole scenario that had no sin, that had every right according to the law to pick a stone up and throw it, said, I'm not accusing you. I'm forgiving you. That is demonstration of 
a Savior, Jesus Christ, giving forgiveness to someone. And he goes on and says, go and sin no more. Obviously, he, he wants her to turn her life around. But he demonstrated what forgiveness was all about. People, we need to catch this as well, too. Because there are opportunities in our life that we believe we have every right to throw these stones of words at people because they did me wrong. Or we pick up this stone of hatred towards them and, or I'm just giving you the silent treatment. I'm not talking to you anymore. And we think we have every right. And then we come on Sunday, hallelujah, Jesus. And we worship a heavenly father, but we don't live by what Jesus says. Because what Jesus wants us to do is drop the stone and learn how to forgive and demonstrate the way he did it. And don't get me wrong. I know a lot of us, or maybe some of, some of us, went through some excruciating situations in our life. That is, you don't understand just what I went through, what they did to me. You don't understand and I probably will never understand. But if you want healing, it starts with doing it the way Jesus shows us in the Bible. And that is not what I say. That is what God says. And it's one of the most difficult and hardest thing to do and topics to talk about. Because what we tend to do when we're in a hurting situation is we try to find someone to approve that feeling I am so I can continue to grow in this anger. And feel like, well, I'm okay still then. And God is, distinctly shows us that's not how he, he, how he does it, how he runs with this. There are areas in our life that God says, look, you're going to open something. I asked you this morning, will you open your hearts? Will you open your minds? And everyone said, yes, we will. We will. We just got out of a, 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 a worship time with God, which I believe when we enter worship in his presence, it, it just softens the heart, the ground in our, in our life so we can receive some word that we're getting right now. We all agreed that we did that. Now, this is the part where there might be a wound. God doesn't want to wrestle you. He's going to say, look, I'm going to address some things. It's going to sting a little bit. But it's the very first step to your healing, to your healing. Maybe you're on the other end, and you know you've done somebody wrong. There's still hope. There is still God wants to work in your heart, too. He wants to make a way in your heart. And he will build the courage in you. He will give you the courage in you to, to do, maybe go up to him and say, look, I am sorry, genuinely sorry. Or maybe you release them to God because they're not around. But you trust God. You put the, that person in God's hands. God wants to heal you just as much as those that were on the other end of being hurt. You know, forgiveness frees people. <laughs> and, and, you know, and you think about it, it's not like, well, they did me wrong, so I forgive them, so I free them. No, 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 no. I'm not even talking about that. If you have been on the side that you've been hurt and you've been holding on to this unforgiveness for a while, and you forgive, it frees you up. <laughs> it frees you up right where you're at. We're not even talking about the other person. Well, I didn't do anything. It doesn't matter. God is personal, and he wants to work with you. You know, I've heard this many times. Maybe you heard this many times. You know, but like, you know, bitterness and unforgiveness, holding a grudge to someone, it's like drinking poison, expecting them to die. And then really, you're hurting yourself. And God's saying, I want to work something in you. But let's have a better understanding of what true forgiveness is according to the word of God. Okay? Not according to what Facebook says or what people say, what God says. And I want to show, share a couple of things what forgiveness is not. Okay? So understand that forgiveness is not denial. Okay? Forgiveness isn't pretending that everything's okay and, you know, we can go about life and God says for, you know, to forgive and so I forgive them. That's denying the situation. 
Can I go a little deeper? Sometimes as believers, we tend to hide behind the word of God. And I say it this way, and, I, and I'll explain it, I guess, better this way. We know what the word says. We, we walk with what the word says. But reality is that pain is still there. And so when people ask us, hey, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Blessed and highly favored, man. I'm a child of God. Amen. And we hide behind the word of God. But reality is when you put the Bible down, there is so much hurt and pain still there. It has never been addressed. And you're, you're crying at night or you're thinking about it at, at, and during the day or it's consuming your time or it's ruining your time with God. <laughs> and then when people come back, hey, how's it going, man? I'm blessed and highly favored. God is so good, you know, and our confessions are great. But let me tell you something. You are doing no different than what the Pharisees did with Jesus. Looking good on the outside, but really a lot of stuff in the inside. And God's saying, I want to meet you right where you're at. I want you to put that down. Quit hiding. You don't have to confess everything and spew everything to people. How about you confess to me and expose your heart to me and say, yeah, hatred is there right now. I don't like them right now. And God's saying, good, let me go to work now. It is yours. And then he starts operating. And then he starts reaching into the heart and doing something about it. Because God wants total healing and restoration for your life. He wants you to live a free life. Forgiveness frees people. Be uh, baby, I'm sorry. You're my baby. <laughs> Thank you, baby. <laughs> you ever get so excited? It's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> Forgiveness is not denial. I just said that. Forgiveness is also not repression. And what that is is burying hurt. You know, Acting like, I get in a sense, it's, it's okay. Like, we tend to go something, and you're just kind of getting hit left and right, and you, and you kind of just bury it because God is good no matter what, you know, and, you bear, and it bottles up. That, that's not forgiveness and just burying this pain. Forgiveness is not letting the offender off the hook. It's saying, God, I just release them to you. You know, we, we treat it like, well, go do your thing. We're done, you know. But it's saying, God, let me continue to pray for them because Jesus wanted me to pray for them. He wants me to pray for them. For, forgiveness is not forgetting. I remember being a kid. Oh, man. My, my mom used to watch this one show called Forgive and Forget. You guys know what I'm talking about? No? Okay, there was this, like, talk show. It was called Forgive and Forget. It was before Jesus' time. But I remember just kind of sitting there watching these issues, and they would, they would do this forgiveness thing, and then they had to forget and never talk about it again. But then you know how they do those talk shows, and, like, they, they say, what happened two weeks later? Like the issue came right back up. Those people were just on two weeks ago, and it just got even worse. And I realized, as a teenager, I realized that you can't just, just write things off and say, okay, it never existed, because God never treated it that way. God says, I don't forget, I cover. I cover with my blood and choose to not put that on, on a record in your life. Uh, forgiveness is not being a doormat. Just letting people walk all over you. That's not what God's saying. People don't just walk. All, that's not what God wants. That's not true forgiveness. But true forgiveness, first of all, is found in love, and love is Jesus Christ. True forgiveness is just keeping no records of wrong. Keeping no records of wrong. Uh, if I could illustrate it this way, maybe... Um, maybe there's siblings or, or, or couples or whatever, and, you know, something happened, and you pull this scroll out of what they did last week, last year, five years ago. Do you remember when we first met, you know? And you pull this, this scroll out, 
You're holding records of wrong. And God's saying forgiveness is not holding records of wrong. And you see Jesus model that every single day. You know, when I was, when I was um, getting ready for this message, I was getting this image in my head. And I'm going to share this image with you guys. And I'm going to trust God's going to meet you right where you're at right now because he is doing stuff right now. I saw people. I closed my eyes and I can see people. Hey, can you, it's a little hot in here. Can you put an air up, please? Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I can see people all over. And they all had, like, like dog collars. They weren't dog collars, but they were like dog collars with a chain on it. And they, it all represented unforgiveness. It all represented bitterness. It represented um, just these things that people had in their hearts. And it was like every time they wanted to move forward, they were kind of held back a little bit. Now, they were, they were free. there was freedom. They were, they were doing stuff. They were able to just, you know, hang out and stuff. But when they wanted to do something more or go further for God, it was like something kind of just held them back. And, and in a sense, it's like, okay, these people have leashes around them, but yet this is the church. This is their believers. And God was showing me that that is people keeping bitterness or unforgiveness in their hearts. See, it's not even the enemy stopping you you're choosing to keep that in your heart so it's like you've leashed yourself now check this part out then i said okay well in jesus name let's break these chains you know i'm excited i'm I'm trying to hear chains fall and i don't hear anything falling and god's saying a lot of people do break chains in my name he goes but then they keep the collar on and it reminds them of what they were going through he goes because i'm a god of deliverance he goes i'm gonna take the leash off of them and then they're gonna experience true freedom and when we have that experience when we understand that that's what true forgiveness is we we move forward it's like it's like for for instance with me i i had i'm gonna be honest with you guys i love kind of sharing some stories uh it's a long story but i'm gonna bring it really short but I had hatred in my heart at one point in my life. I had hatred towards one person in my life because I felt like, man, that person did me wrong. And it was hard to talk about. I didn't want to talk about it. It got to the point where I was having dreams. It was just, it was ruling my life in seasons. It would be good and then it wouldn't. It would be good and then it wouldn't. And I had to get that thing addressed. And I remember for a long time, I hid behind the word, yeah, blessed and highly favored, baby, you know. And, but when I was home, it was hurting. It was affecting my mind. It was affecting my home. And this thing happened years ago, like long time ago, probably over 15 years ago, you know. And it's like it was still in my heart. And I remember saying to God one time, you know what, God, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm, I'm doing everything I can to, to live this free, abundant life. But I just keep, it's something that's stopping me. It's like, okay, it's like if, I, if I'm going to make a punch for the impact, make an impact for the kingdom of God, and right when I have an opportunity to make an impact for God's kingdom, I go and a chain just stops me right there, and I can't go forward. And then I try again. I have the passion. I have the heart. I have everything. I give it all to God, and the impact comes, and boom, and nothing happens. And he says, because there's something in your heart I got to address. And you cannot make a full impact. The swing can't go all the way through until you give it to me. And that's when I put it down. And that's when I looked to God and I opened my heart and I said, God, I hate him. And that is not good. I said, God, I hate him. And you know what God said to me? He says, it's exactly 
what I needed you to do. That's exactly what you need to expose it to me. You know, when he created Adam, he created him naked, exposed. You know, sometimes in the flesh or in our mindset, we, we have a different image. We don't know what it looked like exactly. All I know is God created him just the way he was. And, and, and same thing with Eve. It's when the enemy came in, that shame came, and they started covering and feeling like, what is going I'm exposed. What's going on? And I think we play that today with God. And I'm not saying go do what Adam and Eve did, but what I am saying is this. You need to expose the heart. You need, your heart needs to be naked before God so he can do a work in you. He wants to do a work in you. I, when I went to God, going back to that story, when I went to God, I'm telling you, what took me 10 years just to continue to process and work on took God like days to get out of me. And it was like, wait, that, that was it? And he was teaching me all these things, and my, my heart... The chain was just, he took, he took the, 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 the ring itself off my wrist so I can fully swing and make an impact for God. And now today, I can reach people and say, I, I know the feeling. I get it. I understand the pain and the hurt and the, and, the, and the sleepless nights and I can't even eat. And I'm just so, I don't, I, I was so much of fear, I didn't even want to run into him. That's just how it was. The enemy had this chain that he was using and just nagging on me, and God wanted to release me. And I, church, today I live in total freedom, total, total freedom. And God wants you to live in total, total freedom. Ask him, what is it in my heart that needs to be worked on, God? Or maybe there's a couple things. What is it? When you expose your heart to God, he's going to meet you right there. He's going to show you. It's going to sting by the way, but understand that's the process and the first step to your healing. Because God's saying, watch me do my work. And it's not going to just do a Band-Aid deal and kiss it. He's going to embrace you, and he's going to heal it in your life. Look, forgiveness, this is what true forgiveness is. Forgiveness is a command, not just a suggestion by Jesus. He demonstrated it. He lived it out. Ephesians 4.30 says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Now check this out. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also forgave you. He teaches us these things in the Bible. Jesus demonstrates it when he was on earth so we could have total freedom in our lives. Forgiveness is what God wants you to walk in. Number two, forgiveness is a decision, not a feeling. I'll say that again. Forgiveness is a decision, not a feeling. We are not, we are not walking and, and making decisions solely off of emotions and feelings. God created emotions for a purpose and a reason, but it's not to live by. That's what the Holy Spirit's for. The Holy Spirit will give you the guidance. He says, I'm your counselor. I'm your guide. I will show you. And he also says, I will remind you of the teachings of Jesus. How good is that to have someone 24-7 with you? How cool is that? That's not blessed. That's spoiled. We got spoiled by God. 
He gave us someone to be with at all times. When I'm afraid and I'm, you know, I'm discouraged, the Holy Spirit reminds me, hey, don't forget. Don't forget what you learned and what you were declaring all this time. You're going through a tough time right now, but watch me. Well, God, I'm, I'm, feelings are rising up. Well, remember, you don't go by those feelings anymore. You go by what my word says. Forgiveness is a decision, not a feeling. It's an act of obedience. In Matthew 5, 7, it says, you are blessed when you care. This is a message translation, by the way, okay? You are blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. I'll say that again. You are blessed when you care, okay? At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. You're not just doing this for yourself. God's going to just be doing it for all around you. When you, when you are careful in how you make your decisions or, or how you live your life, God's going to care for you and put so much full of care in you that you want to care for others. It's like this ongoing cycle. Uh, Lion King calls it the circle of life. That's just how it works. You know, and it's one of those things where where God says, this is how my kingdom operates. My kingdom operates always and always. You know, pain is going to come. It's going to happen. We live in a fallen world, but it is our up to us to choose if we're going to suffer through it or not. Suffering is optional. Pain is going to happen, but will we choose to meditate and, and camp out in this in thing called suffering? God wants you to continue to move forward. He will grace you with the peace. He will grace you with the wisdom and, and the, the heart full of uh, just joy while you're going through maybe some choppy grounds in life because he cares for you. And the last one is this, and I'll recap. Forgiveness is, not a, a, a command, or is a command, not a suggestion. Forgiveness is a decision, not a feeling. But God's forgiveness enables us to forgive others. I'm going to say this so clearly, but so kind-hearted, okay? You cannot do this by yourself. You trying to do it, you won't make it. I'm a witness to that. But when you... Allow what he demonstrated into your life. And when you receive the forgiveness and mercy of God in your life, that will enable you to forgive others. It's like a garden hose. You know, you have the faucet in the backyard, but you got the flowers in the front yard. (laughs) How do you get that transported to that because you understand that water is going to make the flowers grow without the water and the flowers there's no growth i got the water i got the flowers but how do i hook them together you need a garden hose and that garden hose when you attach it to the source of water you can bend it wrap it do anything you want with it spray the kids with it and then water the flowers the flexibility that this holes has to do an impact in a flower bed. When you say yes to Jesus and you understand there are things here that that need to be dealt with, God, and I'm going to walk in this thing, what you're doing is like you're like this garden hose. You're going to tap into the main source called God, his presence, his word, his worship. And not only that, you're going to be able to bless people But in the process of the hose, think about it for a second. The process of the garden hose transporting the water and the water getting wet, the hose is also getting wet and benefiting from the water. 
you are that. So God is not going to just work in you when you say, God, deal in my heart what you need to deal with, but he's also going to water those people that are around you, maybe that are arms rich, maybe those that were involved, because you're doing it God's way. Luke, I'll close it with this scripture. Luke 23, 34 says this. Jesus said, hanging on the cross, guys, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. You know, you, you, you think about the cross for a second. Let's, 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 let's close our eyes. Let's all close our eyes. Let's imagine Jesus, see it. We see Jesus on the cross right now, okay? He's hanging. He's beaten. He's already done the whole road, and he's carried the cross. They nail, His hands are pierced. His feet are pierced. His side's about to be pierced. He's whipped. He's bloody. You look at this cross he's hanging. You see some people gambling his clothes. You see other people weeping at the foot of the cross. And you see Jesus hanging there. And you have the knowledge that he doesn't deserve it. He, didn't, he wasn't the one that was supposed to be punished. It was supposed to be me. And you see the blood dripping out of his body. And he's gasping for air. And Jesus looks to the heavens with the little strength and the natural that he has. He looks to the heavens and he says, God, forgive them. For they don't know what they're doing. Is that not demonstration or what? The worst type of, edu- uh, of execution that any man could have ever endured was the crucifixion. And an uh, innocent man, Jesus Christ, took it for me and for you. So he's hanging there. And here's the thing I want you to imagine, okay? He, he, he rises his head and you're staring at this cross and you see Jesus hanging. And he looks at you. And he says, I forgive you. I forgive you. Talk about tearjerker. Talk about God, I'm so sorry for not living for you. He's staring at you and he looks at you by name and he calls you by name and he says, I forgive you. Go and do the same. Go and do the same. Now, with all eyes closed still, imagine that person right now. Maybe they did you wrong. Eyes closed. Maybe they did you wrong. And you've been holding on to this thing for so long. It's ruled your life. It's messed with your thoughts. And reality is this. What had happened was you dethroned Christ in that area and you enthroned that person in your life. And they are ruling it right now. And it wasn't intentional. It just kind of slipped in and happened. That's how the enemy works. He just slips in like a slithery snake and he he twists God's word. He bends it just enough where he throws you totally off course. And God's saying, okay, that person, I want you to release them right now. He says, it's time to activate what I have been demonstrating all of your entire life and through what scripture says and what the power of the Holy Spirit says. And let me tell you something, church. Jesus Christ in you will flow and watch total deliverance happen so I'm going to give you a few seconds quiet time, I want you just to tell God I I, I released that person I'll give you three seconds, go ahead now maybe you're on the other end and you realize man I did them wrong I did them wrong I'm so sorry God and you need to repent in other words I just want to say God I'm sorry and turn away from that I want you to talk to your heavenly father for the next five seconds. Talk to him and say, God, I am sorry. Go ahead. Now, here's the last 
thing I want you to do with your eyes closed. Envision a leash around your neck with a chain that's kind of been kind of holding you back. Now, we can look at the thing and say, okay, let's break this chain in the name of Jesus Christ, but I want you to envision this. Look at heaven, and you see God's hands coming down. You see Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, resurrected and redeemed before you, and he looks at you with the cheesiest smile that you can possibly imagine, proud and enjoy saying, you are my son, you are my daughter, and I'm so pleased and proud of you right now. And he extends his hands around your neck, and he does this little untying thing, and he takes it off, and he throws it away, never to be seen again. Look, if that was you and you just experienced this, you, I know you've been delivered. That from here on forward, the impact for the kingdom your swing's going to go full throttle and damage the kingdom of hell. Since we have our eyes closed, I'm going to give an invitation. Look, I want to I make sure you have an opportunity to accept Jesus, but you have not had him in your heart. So with all eyes closed, on the count of three, his word says, hey, confess that I am your Lord and Savior. I'll save you. I'll meet you right where you're at. This is between you and God. On the count of three, if, if you want to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, truly say, God, I am yours. Or maybe you have, but you kind of played this game of I'm dating God rather than committed to God. I'll see you next Sunday, God. But you're not like, I want to live for you Monday through Saturday as well, too. And you want to come back. This is advice to you, too. If you want that in your life, on the count of three, I want you to shoot your hand up with boldness. One, I want Jesus. Two, I need Jesus. Three, shoot your hand up. God bless you. 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 Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. A lot of hands around. The best decision you're ever going to make in your life. You want to experience true freedom? It starts with Jesus Christ. Church family. Rejoice because there are new brothers and sisters coming into Christ. There are new brothers and sisters we're about to usher in. You coming to this church was not an accident. It was a divine appointment. He thought about you. And he said, it is time. I want you. I want to take that leash off you. So we're going to do this as a church family. All hands over your heart. And let's, let's say this together as a church family. Say, Heavenly Father, I love you. Thank you for forgiving me. And extending your mercy to me. I am truly sorry for all the wrongs I committed against you. But I know with your help, I can still walk a life of freedom. Nothing holding me back. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come into my heart. Make a home in me. Remind me. Teach me counsel me, guide me in this journey called life. Lord, you're my friend forever and I love you. In Jesus' name we pray and we all shout out. Yeah.